Jackson had a 3.8 UBR. Wow, that was pretty good. 40 what? The 40. Caleb so. likes those overs. Well, I, I just I just picked two unders. What? Oregon. Um, because I thought it would be fun, right? We want to see the turnover <laughs> chainsaw. We I want mean, to see why not? The, the the bling and the lights of the Rose Bowl at 8 o'clock. Pack 12 after die. Good teams win, great teams cover. I've always said <laughs> Well... With, with, with 10 games over Miss, Mr. Safe over there Oh, Safe That's a bold like, move Like uh, 12 weeks We'll be unemployed I just want to say That's right in 12, in 12 weeks We'll be uh, We'll be sitting next to The burn, bar, burn barrel out uh, Under the bridge Run the RPO, Chad It's not hard Rutgers is good. They lost yeah. their coach. Okay, they're, they're they're doing so good. Their coach just got fired. <laughs> My notes yeah, on this game did. it says Iowa and Michigan are both awful, <laughs> and their offense is very very bad. We need to come up I, with like an algorithm. Uh, there's nothing to talk about. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. One yeah. six. I think he shanked the extra point. Reaches off his rocker. <laughs> this is the Kick Six Project. It's Nathan, Caleb, and Dick. That's right. This is the Kick Six Podcast. I'm Nathan. With me as always, Caleb and Jake. Say what's up, boys. Hello. Caleb is still not here, Jake. I know. It's ridiculous. I know. It, it really is. He's missing all the fun of preseason action. Um, but uh, this may be the last couple times we get to say this, but uh, what do you say we do a little Pac-12 uh, preview? Yep. Let's do it. Yeah. The Pac-12 may not be the Pac-12 uh, for much longer. Who knows? Who knows? I know. It, they they could have uh, <laughs> Hawaii in there by next year. You know? <laughs> who who knows? But uh, all right, so uh, you guys know the drill. We're going to go through uh, the Pac-12. We'll do the Pac-12 North first. Uh, one thing to keep in mind, Jake, I don't know if you've heard this, but the, the divisions no longer matter for the Pac-12 championship. Did you hear that? No, I did not know that. Yeah, so they'll be doing the two teams with the best record. Uh, will make it to the Pac-12 championship. Uh, so Interesting. They're, yeah, they're throwing everything out the window. Mm. Um, and I believe I like that. I believe the ACC is going to that model. Um, maybe next year. Uh, I'm not exactly sure, but uh, that's also in the works for the ACC as well. So uh, keep that keep that in mind as you go. Uh, the two best teams, uh, record wise, will be in the Pac-12 championship, regardless of. Division. So let's go ahead and break it down. First on the list, the Oregon Ducks over under win total set at nine and one half games. Uh, Jake, I think you got a little info on the on the Ducks. I do, I do. Um, if you follow college football, you know that Oregon lost head coach Mario Cristobal. Uh, he went to uh, Miami. Uh, they replaced him with Dan Lanning, which I think is a great hire. Um, especially for a Pac-12 team, because typically Pac-12 teams aren't known for their defense. Yep, totally. Agree. Um, I think I think that's why Utah sees a lot of his success is because they have a pretty solid defense. And to be honest, Oregon usually has a uh, surprisingly okay defense, or at least they have pretty good players on their defense. Uh, but I think Dan La- Dan Lighting's a great great hire. Um, their biggest competition in that division, which you know, obviously. It doesn't matter as much now, but the biggest competition in that division is Washington. So, I mean, they don't really have to compete with anybody as far as even for best record. Like, yeah. their division's so easy. I mean, Washington and Washington's not that good. 
Um, I covered them as well. Um, I did a little research on them as well. Um, but Oregon brings in five-star QB Ty Thompson. And as many of us are familiar, they bring in Bo Nix. Mm-hmm. Yes, Let's sir, see. Mr. Football. Maybe, look, maybe, you know, maybe a little switch to the Pac-12. Um, you know, a little, little easier conference um, helps him. And uh, he wins the Heisman this year. Um, he's got to win the starting job first, but but uh, but that should be good for Dan Landing. I imagine Nix is going to win that job. Um, experience is huge for a new coach. I mean, if you have a quarterback that has as much experience as Nix has, even if he wasn't great at Auburn, um, you know that it's all about situation. Maybe you know, uh, maybe Gus just wasn't a good fit for him. You know, and then and then who they had last year. Um, uh, Harson. Uh, Harson. Yeah, you know we know how that is. So, you know maybe he just wasn't a good fit, but we'll see with that. Um, he, uh, like I said, he should win that job. Ty Thompson is very good. He is a five star, so you never know. But I have a feeling that Nick is going to win that job unless you know obviously he gets hurt, something like that. Uh, Oregon loses both running backs, so that's going to hurt them. They lose Verdell and Die. Uh, many of you probably know those names because uh, they've been at Oregon forever, um, but they're both finally out of there. I think Dye went to USC and Verdell went to the pros. Um, so, which we'll be talking about USC later on. Um, they return almost their entire O-line. Obviously, you expect that. Uh, Chris Ball is an O-line you know, guy. He's kind of like a Pittman. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you expect them to have at least uh, you know, a solid O-line. Um, so, they return almost all their O-line, which is going to be huge for Knicks, and it's going to be huge for the running backs that are coming in, so that should help them. Uh, they got a really young wide receiver room, but it's very talented. Um, I think Oregon is far and away the best team in the North. I don't even think it's close. Um, I, I, honestly, I think the only other team – no, it's not. There's not There's not a team that's even close to them. Um, their defense loses Kayvon Thibodeau, who most of you probably know. Uh, he went, I think, like sixth or fifth in the NFL draft. Um, they probably have the best linebacker duo in the country. And uh, Noah Sewell, who is the brother of uh, Penny Sewell, yep. who's the left tackle for the Lions now, and five-star Justin Flo. Um, so, I mean, their defense should be just fine. Their secondary is a little sketchy. Um, it's, they lost quite a bit in the secondary, but they have talent. It's just inexperienced. Um, my prediction for Oregon this year is, to be honest, I'm going over. Um Wow, Jake is going over. It's either 10-2 and or 11-1. and So they open up with Georgia. Van Lanning goes back to the the dogs. Ducks and dogs. Um, I think they lose that. Um, Then they get, uh, is it Eastern Washington? Yes. I can't, it's small. Yeah. Eastern Washington, they win that. BYU, they get it home. I think they win that. Uh, At Washington State, I think they win that. Stanford is going to be absolute dog water this year they win that arizona is going to be better than people i think are expecting don't think they're going to be that good then they get a bye week and then they get to prepare for ucla which is going to be their toughest team that they play besides georgia yeah they missed Um, out on usc in the regular season exactly they missed out they don't have to play usc they have to play ucla but they get them at home off a bye they should win that should beat Cal. They should beat Colorado. They get Washington at home, and they get Utah at home. I think they lose one of the Washington-Utah game. Um, 
they lose one of the UCLA, Washington, Utah at home. I don't think they win all three. Um, I think they lose one of those, and then they beat or at, or I think they win at Oregon State. So I think you have two losses. I think it's going to be Georgia and then one of the three I mentioned. Um, the Pac-12 is just so bad. It actually might be worse than the ACC. Wow. All right, Jake. I mean, you've, you, I know you've looked at it. You've researched yeah. I mean, it's bad, man. Like, yeah, so there's definitely a talent disparity, but I do think – so Jake, you're going over. Uh, I think I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm I going think over. I'm gonna surprise you with my pick. I'm actually going under, um, right. and here's the reason why. So I I have a loss. Um, of course, week one against Georgia. Uh, mm-hmm. Last year they were able to go to Ohio State and get that win. I think you got a different team. I have wins at Eastern Washington, Washington State, Stanford, Not BYU. Uh, I'm getting there. Arizona, Cal, okay. Colorado, Washington. I have question marks at BYU. BYU mm-hmm. is going to be a lot better than people think. They've got a, they've got a lot returning. What what kills BYU is an incredibly hard schedule. Um, BYU is going to win a couple games that you wouldn't really think that they would win, um, which this may be one of them, but they're going to probably fall to a, a team or two that you would expect them to win just because their schedule is so hard. They've got, they've got right. Notre Dame, they've got Oregon, they've got Arkansas. Um, they play Baylor, uh, I believe. I- incredible schedule if you're a BYU fan, uh, and I follow them pretty close. So, um, but my, my toss-up games are uh, the Beavers at the very end of the year. Uh, I'm kind of mm-hmm. high on the Beavs. Uh, BYU and UCLA. UCLA's got a, a you know Dorian Thompson Robinson and Utah. Or do you have that as a loss? I have Utah as a loss. Two losses at okay. Georgia and Utah. So I've got two losses, seven wins, and three toss-ups. Um, to get to this 10 wins, they've got to go two out of three, uh, in my opinion. And they may do it, but they got to go two out of three, in my opinion, at UCLA, Oregon State, and BYU. And with the first-year head coach, with the questions at quarterback, and by questions I mean how what Bo, Bo Nix are we going to get? Are we going to get Bo Nix against Oregon, or are we going to get Bo Nix, like you said, in all those other different systems? Maybe that's what he needed was a change. I think that's why he left anyway. But... To me, I think with everything considered, I got to go under. I think they're nine and three, and uh, honestly, if if Oregon we look up and they're ten and two, I wouldn't be surprised. But I also wouldn't be surprised if they're eight and four. But I actually think nine is probably the number that they probably land on. All right. But but when you say that they are the, they're far and away. Far the best and away. I I think that is very true. Yeah. It's not even close, dude. It's yeah. like actually sad. Like, Washington is not good this year. There's three really good teams in the South, and we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Uh, the North is, I I think, I honestly, I think if, if Oregon— It might be the worst division in football. I think if Oregon State can get this game against um, Oregon at the Oregon. end of the year, I would say if they were going by the divisions, Oregon State would definitely be the champion of the North, which is kind of unfortunate for them because they, right. may, they may beat Oregon at the end of the year and go 9-3, and three, and still not make the Pac-12 championship because, you know, the, <laughs> they don't they don't uh, they'll they'll fall up somewhere else. But we'll get there. Um, so Jake, you got two in a row here. Uh, next okay. on the list is the um, the Washington Huskies. Over under yeah. is set at seven and a half. Uh, what do you think about the Huskies? Yeah. So Washington is not uh, the team they were a few years ago when they had uh, Jake Browning. Um, and they, and they, you know, made a lot of noise. Uh, they bring in Kalen, uh, is it Kalen 
Dope. Uh, Kalen DeBoer. Dev- DeBoer. DeBoer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He replaces Jimmy Lake after a very disappointing season last year. A lot of people, including myself, thought Washington was going to be really good last year, um, and they should have been. Um, they should have been very solid. Uh, the Bear comes from Fresno State. Uh, they had a very explosive offense, but Fresno State's a lot different, um, you know, with who they play and, and, and all that. But it can transition. You never know. Uh, they bring in uh, Michael. Is it Penix? Penix. Yes. Yeah, from Indiana. Uh, he coached him actually as the OC for Indiana in 2019. That's right. Yeah. Uh, they have they have Dylan Morris from last year, um, and uh, who played I think all their games last year. And they bring in a former five star in Sam Heward. Um, so they have quarterback options. Um, I personally don't think Penix is that right, but I imagine he's going to be their starter. Um, he's a lefty too, which is always fun to watch lefty quarterbacks. I hate it. Um, because it just, just does not look natural. Um, their wide receiver room is loaded. Um, they have starter. All they they return three starters from last year, which is really good. I mean, that's always going to be big for a QP. Um, uh, they bring in Polk, McMillan, and Adunze. I think is his name. Um, really, they just need the QB to get on the ball. Um, that was their biggest problem last year. I think they had one of the worst offenses in the country. So, um, so just uh, did you did you, you know that Sam Heward is Brock Heward's son, right? No, who's that? Uh, he was a starting NFL quarterback. Brock Heward? Yes. Where's Sam Heward from? He transferred into Washington, no? No, he's from uh, Belleville, Washington. Okay, so he, he committed there. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, re- I remember when he committed, actually. I, I remember when he committed. Yeah, his fa- no, his father is uh, Damon Heward, and his uncle is Brock Heward. His uncle is Luke Heward. Uh, Luke Heward was a quarterback in North Carolina. Brock Heward was a quarterback at Washington in the NFL, and his dad was a former quarterback at Washington and also an NFL quarterback. So, Damon, wow. Damon, Brock, and Luke all NFL quarterbacks. So, what a family! Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, the O line is led by six-year starter Jackson Kirkland, who I'm shocked came back. Um, they return a lot of players, uh, so the O line should be at least average. Uh, so, I mean, offensively, they should be decent, um, but they should have been decent last year. Uh, so you'll just have to see um, with a new head coach. You just never know. Um, the defense could be in trouble. Um, their secondary, they lost both starting cornerbacks, and they rotated seven guys at safety last year, which I have never heard of. I didn't even know that was possible. Um, so they started seven guys just in and out of the safety positions. They lose both starting quarterbacks. So their secondary is going to be um, uh, very, very young and, and experienced. Um, the D line is talented, but literally their best player has been dealing with an elbow injury and a knee injury from last year and this year. Uh, they think he'll be good to go, but you got to keep an eye on that. And their best linebacker is not expected to be back until like week seven, um, because he hurt his knee in the winter. So their defense, which is typically their strong point, um, could be very bad. Um, so we'll see what they do. Luckily, the Pac-12 North, like I have said, is extremely underwhelming. And Washington avoids U- they avoid Utah and USC this year. Hmm. So they have a very favorable schedule. I mean, very favorable. Yeah, it's, it's um, not too hard. Mm-mm. That's a very easy schedule. I don't think Washington's going to be good. But I think they're the second-best team in that conference. Um, well, maybe maybe not. Maybe not the second-best. Um because I know Oregon State's really good. But um, but they have a chance to be the second best. I actually have them 
Oh, it's going to sound crazy, Nate. I got him over. Going over again. Yep, I'm going to tell you Huskies. why. All right, tell me I'm why. I'm going to tell you why. They play Kent State and Portland State. Yep. Okay? That's two That's two wins right there. Then they get Michigan State at home. I do not think Michigan State's going to be that They're going to be year. down. They're going to be down. I don't necessarily think they maybe win that game. I think that's a toss-up. But it's at home, so I'm going to give it to them. So that's three already. And then they get Stanford. Their first four, they could start 4-0. and And then they get at UCLA, they're going to lose that. That's 4-1. and Then they get at Arizona State. Arizona State is not going to be good. That's 5-1. and Then they get Arizona. Arizona sucks. Yep. Um, so does Cal. And they, get them at, and they get them at home, and so does Cal. So that's already two more wins. That's 7-1 and one going into their bye. And then they get Oregon State, who I don't know much about Oregon State because you researched them, so I'm going to wait. Wait till you hear. Maybe I'll change my answer, but I think they, to be, I think they lose that game. I don't think I'm, my answer is going to change, and I think they lose the next game after that. So they're seven and three. Uh, the next game after that was at Oregon, but then they get Colorado at home. I think they win that, and they go to Washington State. So I think there's two games at the end where they can hit eight wins. It sounds crazy. I don't think Washington's good, but they probably have the easiest schedule in the pack. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I or agree. one of them. I agree. Yeah. UCLA's schedule is pretty easy. UC, UCLA's schedule is 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 pretty pretty rough. Um, just for the sake of being a contrarian, I'm going under. Um, yeah. Here's what I've got. I've got three losses that are guaranteed, and that mm-hmm. what I would say that'd be UCLA. Uh, I'm saying the Beavs. Uh, is is a is a win. For the Beavs, a loss, then, a loss, yeah, yeah. A loss, okay, and then or- Oregon is 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 a win for Oregon. So, uh, my toss ups are Arizona State on the road. If Herm can get the things going, that's a toss up. If they look like they did last year, uh, and everybody's right. quit by week five, uh, that's going to be rough. I will tell you, I think you're probably right on the four and start, which means they've only got to get three um, after the first four weeks. Um, but um, no, they'll need four. They'll need four. They'll need four. Yeah, that's right. But still. But still, yeah, yeah. Um, because because Arizona and Cal, I mean, Arizona is going to be better. Jeb Fish is doing a good job there, so I think that one's interesting. I think Colorado is definitely a win. I think Washington State at the end of the year is always a toss up, even when Washington is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can't mm-hmm. I can't give them that one. But uh, I am at um I am at uh six three and three. Uh, I think they probably get two out of the three, or maybe one out of the three toss-ups, and that gets them to to seven and five. So, uh, so I'm I'm gonna stay under. Do you know a lot about Arizona State? I I, so I know it's a dumpster fire. I did a little research on them. They I believe they lost the most players to the transfer portal. They lose. That they lost Jaden. Right. Dan- they lost Jaden Daniels, their star QB. He went to LSU. They literally have nothing. Like I don't. I'm not. 100% sure how they're going to win any games. Um, that's why I'm giving them the win there. I I think Arizona State's going to be very bad. I think both Arizona schools are going to be extremely bad, and I honestly think Arizona might be better than Arizona State. I think Herm's going to get fired. They have allegations over their head right now, too. There's just a bunch going around. Like, I think almost all their coaches got fired or let go. I read about it. It was like six or seven coaches got let go. So, I just don't, I don't know. I don't think Arizona State, for me – is not a toss up, even though it's on the road. I just, I really don't think Arizona State's going to be that good. Yeah, no, I, I, I think, I think you're probably right. Um, all right, cool, Washington. But I like the difference there. It'll be yeah, both. It'll, it'll be first fun. two games. Yeah. So, so the first two teams. Yeah, the next team on the list is the um, Oregon State Beavs, uh, over under set at six and a half. The turnover chainsaw. 
um, should be a fun team to watch. Um, th- this team has, has a lot of excitement around them. They're coming off their first bowl um, appearance in eight years. Jonathan, Jonathan Smith, believe it or not, is actually going into his fifth year. And uh, he's had five of his ten uh, coaches, five of the ten on-field coaches, have been there his entire tenure. So that's something you don't see. Uh, but they are replacing uh, their defensive coordinator. Uh, Trent Bray takes over. He's going to have like a 3-4 uh, you know, kind of base defense that he's going to be running this year and hopefully uh, take that defense to the next level. Uh, their offense, believe it or not, because we don't really hear about uh, Oregon State very much, they were top five in rushing, scoring, and total offense last year. Um, Chance Nolan is back. He's likely the quarterback. Uh, he struggled some in the past game last year, uh, but he is a dual-threat guy who rushed for almost 300 yards. Um, and the strength of their offense is a running game and their offensive line play. They were, you know, kind of, I, I can't remember if they did win the Joe Moore Award or were uh, a finalist for it last year, but their their offensive line was really good. Uh, they're replacing B.J. Baylor, who was a first-team All-Pac-12 running back. He's gone. Uh, but they're super deep at running back. Um, their, their best returning rusher is Deshaun Fenwick. He ran for 448 yards last season. And he should be the go-to guy. Now, they've got a freshman that, like, while camp's going on, uh, his name is Damian Martinez. Surprisingly, he's actually from Texas, uh, which you don't see a lot at Oregon. He's six foot, 228 pounds, and uh, it seems like the, the coaches think that he's going to be the next star running back uh, out there in Corvallis. Um, and then they should also have, like I said before, um, the best O-line, uh, if not the best, but arguably the best O-line in the conference. Now, as far as defense goes, defense is, is, is a bit of a question mark. Um, they've got, you know, several guys returning, several guys are replacing. It's kind of it's kind of your average, you know, kind of like you said with, with Washington and Oregon, kind of your average Pac-12, you don't really know what you're going to get. So um, when I break down the Beavers' schedule, they didn't do themselves any favors when it comes to non-con and here's what i mean um they open up with boise state at home which luckily they don't have to go to a blue field and then they've got to go to fresno uh they got to go to <laughs> to fresno state which uh fresno state beat uh uh several several good teams last year uh now J- jake hayner is actually still there um so that's going to be a tough game on the road uh, they've they've got one by win, which I think is like um, Montana. Montana State. Yeah, Montana State, and then they got to go to or they get USC at home. They got to go to or or Utah. They got to go to Stanford, which that doesn't really matter. Uh, they get Wazoo at home, Colorado at home. They get their by. They got to go to Washington. Um, they get Cal at home. They got to go all the way down to Arizona State, and then they get Oregon in that. Uh, that rivalry game, they actually get that game at home. So when I look at this schedule, I'm giving them six wins, uh, which is uh, Montana State, Stanford, Colorado. I'm saying the Washington game is a win. I'm saying, which is going to be tough because that's on the road. Uh, Cal and Arizona State, I'm giving those as a win. Um, I've got toss-ups at Boise State, Fresno, USC, because they get them at home. Washington State and then Oregon is their one, or excuse me, Utah is their one guaranteed loss. So I'm at six. I'm thinking they're going to get six wins, one guaranteed, maybe two guaranteed loss, and five toss ups. 
So with the over-under at 6.5, I just somehow got to get to 7. I think they can do that. If they just get two of those three toss-ups, they're already there. Uh, or excuse me, two of those five toss-ups, they're already there. Um, so I think the Beebs, 7-5, and five, I think they squeak it out and they go over. Yep, I agree. Oh, we got some agreement here. Okay. Yeah, I think they go over as well. All right, awesome. Cool. And uh, if you were, as you know, the Kick 6 podcast, we we only pick half numbers, so that way there is a winner and a loser. Uh, of course, if you are wanting to play the over or under on any of these, uh, shop around, because if you're wanting to play the over, you can get it at 6. If you're wanting to play the under, you could get it at 6.5 or some places maybe even 7 if you do your homework. So um, we encourage that, right, Jake? Do your homework. Yes. Yes, sir. Do All right. Homework. So the next few we're going to we're gonna run down pretty quick because uh, – <laughs> They suck. <laughs> yeah. So uh, next on the list is Cal. Um, Cal is probably one of the most boring teams to watch in all of college football. Uh, they literally try not to score. Uh, their coach is uh, – I think that's Will, their philosophy. Will, Wilcox, right? Justin Wilcox? Uh, Do what? What's, what's their coach's name? Uh, Justin Wilcox. Yeah, Justin Wilcox. Um, their their schedule is kind of highlighted with a trip to Notre Dame in week three, a trip to Wazoo. Uh, they get Washington and Oregon back-to-back at home, but then they've got to go to SC and the Beebs, and then they finish the year at UCL or excuse me, home against UCLA. Um, Cal does not have a favorable schedule when you're that bad and cannot score points. So... Uh, do you under, have any, do you have any th- thoughts on Cal? The over <laughs> under is five and a half. Um, no, not really. I mean, it's just their offense, man. It's so boring. It's like, it's like <laughs> I don't understand how you could be a fan of that team. Like I could not watch them. I've got, the I've got seven guaranteed team. losses. Yeah, it, I mean it's going under. That's not. I'm not trying to argue with you here. Um, yeah, let's just – we can move on. I'm sorry if there's a Cal fan listening. But. If, if there's a Cal fan listening, you guys get a hold of us, and we'll send you like a gift card to uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, and, yeah. And get there sometime about four hours early. That way you can actually see a, an East Coast game and, yeah. uh, and not be depressed. So, <laughs> all right. So next on the list is one of my favorite teams on the West Coast. That's Wazoo. Um this is a team um, that, that's going to be I interesting. I know nothing about them. So they, I just know Mike Leach used to be their coach. Yeah, so they got <laughs> a, they got an FCS transfer quarterback. He's from Incarnate Word. His oh, former, they got him? Yeah, his former head coach is the new offensive coordinator. Uh, I'm trying to find his name. Um, let me find his name. Uh, I know his name. His name was getting thrown around with, like, LSU. Yes. And, um, oh, my gosh, what's his name? I looked him up so many times. Cam Ward. Yes, Cam Ward. Yeah, Cameron yes. Ward. He's from Incarnate Word. Uh, he enrolled in January. But Which I didn't know they had a football Yeah, dude, dude put up some stupid numbers. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's from the 2020 class, so maybe he was one of those guys that kind of snuck in under the radar, but he's from West Columbia, Texas. So this guy, if he can do what he did at Incarnate Word, it's going to be really fun to watch in that what is still a – Mike Leach style spread offense. Um, When I'm looking at Washington State's schedule, it's tough. It is tough. It is tough. They've got to go six. Yeah, they've got to go to Wisconsin. 
they get Idaho, which that's probably we can probably say that's probably a win, right, Jake? Uh, Colorado State, yeah. I think that's going to be interesting, probably a win. I think yep. they can get Cal. Yep. And then I don't know that there's another guaranteed win on there. Arizona State. You think? Yeah, dude, I'm telling you. They man. do get them at, at home, home. That's true. And at Arizona. Oh, it's Stanford. They get Stanford. I don't, I don't know that Stanford, Stanford will win a game. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't think Stanford. The, I, I'm not kidding you. They have a three-game stretch where those three teams might win two combined games. Well, Stanford um, – Stanford's quarter, quarterback is the only thing that can keep them in some games, and they they beat Stanford beat Oregon last year, right? We remember, they're not. We remember yeah, that. I don't think. Don't know how. You you can't pick for that to happen, right? No, you can't. Okay, so that was the week after they beat or, uh, Ohio State, I think. Yeah. I think they beat them the week after they Oregon beat Ohio State. So so I guess our question is five and a half on Wazoo. Do you think, think Cam Ward is good enough to get him to an over? I don't know. See, that's the only problem is I don't know enough about him. But I mean, you got to give him Idaho. You give him Colorado State. You, I think you give him Cal. That's three. I think you have to give him Stanford and Arizona State. So that's five. And then I think you give him Arizona. Yeah. I think they're better than those teams. I don't know though. Arizona, I think, could be surprising, but. By surprising, I mean win more than uh, one game in two years. That's true. That's true. They literally are like one in like twenty. So, so, so you're saying you're going over? Man, I don't know. I think I'm just so low on the Arizona schools. It's not even funny. Yeah, I read about both of them. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I think it's fair. Anybody in the Arizona uh, fan base, go ahead and get a hold of us. Uh, Kick six podcast on Twitter. Or on Facebook, just send us a DM, and we'll be happy to uh, uh, counsel you, you through this preseason. Listen to this, dude. Arizona's so bad. This is how I know they're going to be bad. Their coach, I read this, their coach is more focused on keeping a positive energy rather than X's and O's. Yeah, but Jeb Fish is doing a good job on the recruiting trail. Yeah, dude. He had, like, the number one. Yeah, because he's freaking blowing smoke up the players. They had the number one. Recruiting class in the Pac-12, according to, like, rivals. There you go. There you go. But All that's right. the problem. What kind of coach is more focused on positivity than X's now, and O's? You know they say Arizona's like, Arizona's, like, one of the best party schools, right? So he's they're pro- yeah. they're probably paying in what that would call uh, NIL deals, <laughs> yeah. if you know what I'm yeah. saying. Uh, yeah, I know what you're saying. We can, we can think of an acronym for that. Where, but uh, where, where are you going? I'm going to go under. I think they're 5-7. and seven. I think give, me, give me the. I have too many overs. Give me the under. Okay. Jake's give me the under. That that's not one Jake wants to argue on. Okay. So no. Jake's, no. Jake's give me the under. under. Okay. Do, can we not even talk about this team? Stanford. Yeah, I don't. Under. Why? Why? Why don't you like Stanford? What do you, what do you mean? So they they open with Colgate. That's a basketball school, so they should win that one. That's one. Cool. They have their. Cool. They have that's their a toothpaste. Week. Dude, they have their bye week in week three. You don't think Tanner McKee is good enough? Wait, wait. Is, is good enough to get you five wins? No. Why is their bye week two weeks earlier than everybody else's? Why is their bye week in week three? Man? Probably because uh, you want to know why? Because that's when they have midterms. Oh my god! Oh that, yeah, that's when they have no, midterms, dude. and there's no one that at Stanford that can can. They got to play USC week two. Dude, not only is their bye week week three, which sucks because that's when your team's still very healthy 
Like you want your bye week to be like week six, seven. Week three is a yeah. tough bye. So they have USC at Washington, at Oregon, the Bees at the home, at Notre Dame, at UCLA, at Utah, and then BYU to finish it out. Yeah, it's rough. It's a rough schedule. They have a, One, they have a pretty rough schedule. Maybe two, maybe three. I see maybe three. Is that, I see is that maybe all Power four. Five teams, basically? BYU's pretty Except much Power Oregon. Five and Notre Dame's Power Five? So that's that's only one team that's not power five in the whole schedule, and your bi- and your bye week is week three. There's four toss ups. There's one guaranteed in Colgate, and then there's three toss ups in Arizona State at home, Wazoo at home, and at Cap. Do I think Wazoo I think, will kill Stanford? Yeah, it depends on Cameron Ward, but I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. You don't see four, five wins. I know you don't. No, no, no. no. I'm definitely okay. Under. I'm not even. I'm not okay. even close. I think I would go under three and a half. Watch, they're going to go like nine and three. How is it four and a half? I know. They're going to beat Oregon. They're going to beat USC. Utah's going to suck this year. They'll probably probably beat Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, they'll beat Notre Dame and knock them out of their playoff. (laughs) Their playoff hope. Yeah, that's about right. All right, well, hey, that wraps up the Pac-12 North. You got anything else to say on the North, Jake? Man, that's a. Uh, I think that might compete for the worst conference in football. It really could. It really could. Well, I, I can't think. Like, I can't think off the top of my head in the conference that's worse, top to bottom. I I think the South is going to be a lot more fun. I think probably three of the top four teams in the Pac-12 are in the South. Maybe four. Well, three. Yeah. No, three for sure. Yeah, yeah I see three. what you're saying. Yeah. Three of the top. Uh, of the top five. Man. The yeah. two bottom teams in the South are bad. Yeah, the the three bottom teams. Yeah, three. Yeah. All right, yeah, we'll three. we'll get there. Let's take All a little. Right, let's yeah. take a little break, and then uh, we'll uh, we'll get it done. We'll be right back. This episode of the Kick Six Podcast is brought to you by the Logan Terry Farmers Insurance Agency. Logan specializes in auto, home, and life insurance for your personal and business needs. Do what we did at the Kick Six Podcast and call Logan today. His number is four seven nine six one six nine one zero eight. Logan knows a thing or two because he's seen a thing or two. All right, we're back, Jake. Um, what do you say we go ahead and talk about the not-so-bad half of the Pac-12 now, uh, the Pac-12 South? Those of you that suffered through the Pac-12 North, we thank you. And uh, here we are. That's why we did the Pac-12 North first, so no one would leave. Yeah. Yep. All right, so first on the list is probably one of the uh, teams that we all say was maybe the most overrated, but also a team that uh, I would say the eyes of college football are definitely going to be on this year. That is the USC Trojans. Uh, I think we talked about this a little bit. I can't remember if it was you or not, but USC is actually the fifth best odds to win the national championship uh, at plus 2,200. Uh, they are behind Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson. Uh, they're ahead of Utah. They're ahead of Notre Dame. They're ahead of uh, Texas A&M. Uh, all those other teams um, they're ahead of. So I thought that was kind of kind of interesting that they have the fifth best odds. Um, yeah, I can't. Uh, it's the Lincoln Riley effect, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So so we all know. I um, mean, really, there's not really much that can be said, right? Uh, <laughs> they were what four and four and eight last year, three and nine, mm-hmm. uh, whatever mm-hmm. it was. Um, it's going to look like a totally different team. Um, here, here's the defensive transfers, okay? Uh, Romello Height, linebacker from Auburn. Shane Lee, linebacker from Alabama. Latrell McCutcheon, cornerback from OU. Tyrone Tallini, 
defensive line, K-State. That's the ones that are expected to start. On the offensive transfers, now these are the names we've all heard. Caleb Williams from OU, Travis Dye from Oregon, My Mario Williams, OU, and then the reigning Belindikoff winner, uh, Jordan Addison from Pitt. Um, all those names should be in the starting lineup. Um, so to tell you what USC is going to look like offensively, they're probably going to look a lot like OU did last year because they have basically their quarterback in their receiving room. Um, they do have a freshman, C.J. Williams. Uh, he was actually a Notre Dame commit. He flipped at the last minute. That's how I know his name. But he is, like, balling out in camp. Um, so he will probably be alongside Mario Williams and Jordan Addison out there. And uh, my guess is uh, a lot of defenses are going to have to uh, key on one or two guys, and uh, he's going to be left with uh, a little bit of green pasture. So it would be interesting to see the offense. I think that's what everyone is excited for. Now, the offensive line was very, very bad last year. Um, not a lot of O-line transfers. They got a few, but the O-line is going to be a huge question mark. I think that's what everyone is looking to see is what does this USC offensive line look like. Uh, they've got the weapons, but can they give them time? So that'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, they did sign a pretty good class after Lincoln Riley and Alex Grinch came along, especially on defense. Corey Foreman, he's an edge rusher. He's a five-star plus, uh, one of the top uh, prospects in the nation last year. Now, interesting, and I don't think I don't know if you've heard this, Jake, but he has actually missed practice uh, three or four different times in this first week of of training camp. Uh, Lincoln Riley said, due to well, listen, Lincoln Riley said it was a, a pre um, a prior obligation, and you know it wouldn't be counted against him. So, very mm. interesting. What is going on? Not sure. Uh, Lincoln Riley has not gov given us a lot of information on his status. So that'll be interesting to see. Uh, you remember Sierra Wright, a four-star cornerback. Uh, he's also pushing for a starting uh, cornerback start. He's the guy we talked about last year that was actually an actor. Uh, he is on the, the ABC TV show Grownish. Um, and uh, he is... Uh, <laughs> fighting for a starting position. Uh, pretty good athlete from out there in in L.A. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how he juggles um, acting and being. And getting beat by <laughs> wide receivers every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every Saturday. Well, the good news is they don't play a lot of elite wide receivers. Um, no. And we'll, we'll talk about that as we, as we look at their schedule. But uh, I think most people who don't pay attention to West Coast football will be paying attention to USC. And I can tell you that there's a town in Oklahoma where every single resident will be paying attention to USC football this year. Um, <laughs> probably every town in Oklahoma will be paying attention to USC. Football. Dude, I wish they played OU. I hope that I hope OU's good enough. I think they will be. I really I think OU's gonna be surprisingly good. Yeah. I think uh, we, we'll talk about it later. But, yeah, we'll, um, we'll teaser we'll, later this week. We'll have an OU preview. Actually, early next week we'll have an OU yeah. preview with our buddy Rob. But uh, I told him, I said, I hope they... wouldn't it be awesome if OU and USC both underachieved and went like 7-5 and five and played each other in like the Cheez-It bowl, cheese dude. bowl? Dude, oh, it'd be beautiful. Oh, my God, that'd be you awesome. You know, because you know the OU fans are mad because they went 7-5 and five, and the USC fans are like kind of happy because they went 7-5. and five. <laughs> Yeah. But, but, but they've got – but they've got like way too high expectations for next year because they lost like three games by three points. And like, oh man, if our defense just could have got one more stop, but they're gonna suck next year also. Um, 
<laughs> but USC opens uh, with Rice. That'll probably be a win. Uh, Ooh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that'd be a tough one. Uh, then they play Stanford. I'd say that's a win. Um, they they got to play Fresno, which we talked about how tricky Fresno is, but they get them at home, and I think the Lincoln-Riley effect by by game three is going to be um, is going to be full effect. So they'll probably – the Coliseum will be pretty full uh, for that game. Then they got to go – Fresno lost their coach too. I mean, that's yeah, going to hurt them. Yeah, now this is going to be tough. This is what I put as a, the first question mark on the – on the season, they Ooh. go they go on the road to Oregon State. Oregon State, I already had the, the over, and I told you told you about the Beavs. Um, yep. They go on the road there, and I think this is going to be the first test where this offense and defense gets hit in the mouth. Um, I think I think Oregon State's defense is going to be physical, if anything, and the offense we know about the physicality of them, where they can take advantage of where USC struggles. Can they get stops against that? You know, USC offense, who knows. But I'm going to say that's a toss-up at best for USC. I think it may be a loss. Um, Arizona State, we talked about them. They get them at home. That's a win. Um, Wazoo, that game may be the over-under, may be set at 97. Uh, I think that's probably a win. Utah, I don't like how they match up with Utah. Teams that are that are soft in the trenches usually don't do well against Utah. And I think Utah, that game at home, uh, I would say would be a sellout plus, and I think Utah gets in there. They get a bye, and then they've got a brutal stretch of at Arizona, home against Cal, and home against Colorado. I think that's three straight wins, and the USC faithful is feeling pretty good uh, with either one or two losses right here. Then they got to play UCLA on the road. Now, UCLA remembers that beating, I think it was like 63-27 to last year. Remember the Jackson Dart game? Um, the one time you, uh, USC looked good last year. I think DTR, I think Chip Kelly, and I think Charbonnet hits him in the mouth again because I think UCLA has a good offensive line. You'll probably tell us a little bit about that in a moment. Uh, I think UCLA gets him, and I think that Notre Dame gets him at the end of the year. And Hey, go ahead. who is Notre Dame's quarterback? So uh, right now we're looking at Tyler Buckner. Uh, he he played kind of package he played last year, style I mean, last year. He's a he's, he's a big a, kid, right? Um, he, he's not he's huge. Got like a big arm. Yeah, he does have a big arm. Yeah. He, he uh yeah. his last year that he played in high school, which was his junior year, his senior year was canceled because of COVID. Uh, he had eighty touchdowns in ten games. Yeah. So that's he, yeah, he he's he's a solid guy. He's a, he's a dual threat guy. Stupid in the run game. Is he is he better than the last kid you had? Jack Cohn um, or Book. Not Jack Cone. Book. Uh, Ian Book. Uh, Ian Book, dude. He he's got to be. He's got to be. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I couldn't stand Ian Book. Ian Book won a won a lot of games because there was a lot of talent around him. Uh, yeah. I think I think Ian Book was like two and nine or two and five, six or seven against teams with a winning record in his career. So <laughs> yeah, he he didn't or maybe maybe teams that finished in the top 25. I don't know. It was right. not good. Yeah. He he could yeah. he could win every single game where he was the better quarterback. But when he was matched against the top quarterbacks, he couldn't win. He couldn't beat Jake Fromm uh twice. You know, he couldn't compete with Trevor Lawrence, couldn't compete with uh Tua uh, obviously. But um or Mac Jones. Um but uh that that's where things kind of you know, kind of went south for him. But wait, uh, what just happened? That was my garage door, I think. I could hear, I could hear Maddie. Yeah, the the garage door just opened. No, like it sounded like she was in my headphones. <laughs> That's interesting. 
Like, I, I, I don't know if that came across the podcast or not. Yeah, well, we'll find out. Listen, yeah, I guess we'll know. find out. It literally sounded like she was talking to me. Yeah. I was like, I. All right. Anyway, I didn't hear a word you said. I've got, I've got three. Yeah, I got three losses, one toss up. Um, I'm going under, just for the sure fact of I'm not picking Lincoln Riley to win ten games. Here's the deal: as he progressed with his recruits at Oklahoma, substantially better roster than what he has right now. Yes, he's got star power, but substantially better roster. How many games did they win the last two years? You mean to no, tell me he's going to walk into a, a grade A dumpster fire and he's going to win 10 games his first year? If it happens, cool. I'm going to be worried about it, and I'm sure probably Notre Dame was one of the games that they that they maybe lost at the end or won, uh, which is going to make me really sad because I've enjoyed counting USC as, as a win for the last five years. Um, but I got to go under. No way. Yeah, I agree. I'm going under as well. I would say Caleb. I am going under as well. Caleb would go under. Okay. Now, the reigning Pac-12 champs. I, I think their win total is a little bit disrespectful. Um, Utah Utes over under set at eight and a half. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to go ahead and go over. Um, and here, here's the reason why. They were 10-3 and three last year. They are 14 nationally in points per game. They started the season out ranked number eight on the preseason polls. Uh, and they've got fifth-year junior, fifth-year junior Cam Rising back. 2,493 yards, 20 touchdowns, only five picks, 63.8 completion percentage. We saw him ball out against Ohio State where there was absolutely no defense in that Rose Bowl. Uh, they returned five of six top pass catchers, the tight end um, Kuthi and Kincaid, well, those are tough names. Uh, they combined for 14 touchdowns. They are both back. Uh, Tavion Th- Thomas comes back at running back. And I want you to remember this name for Jake's names of the year. Okay, Jake? Here we go. Okay. All right. They lost. You guys remember Britton Covey? He had like a, a kick return or a punt return in that Rose Bowl. Uh, he, he was like a do-everything, like slot receiver kind of yeah, guy yeah, last yeah. year. Okay. So looking to be his replacement is Money Parks. Money Parks. Money Parks. Yeah, is an awesome baby. name. He looks to replace uh, Brenton Covey. So keep your eyes and ears open for Money Parks. Uh, they've got questions on the O line, uh, which was a solid place for him last year. But but Whittingham, he's been in the program. He's been there so long. I think this year like eighteen uh, for him. He always has a strong O line. He just kind of plug and play those guys out there in Utah. They're big, strong, tough kids. So I I think they're not going to have any problems. Um, you talked about the Sewells. Uh, they were replacing Devin Lloyd and Nefe. Is that how you say that? Sewell. Uh, they both left their linebackers. They left and go to the NFL. Uh, but the back end should be solid. If they can get the, the, the linebacker situation figured out. Uh, they've got returners galore. If you remember in that Rose Bowl game, they were like <laughs> devastated with injuries in the secondary. And uh, we, we remember what uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba did to that secondary, but all those guys they had are, like 300 yards, didn't they? yeah, yeah. And Marvin Harrison Jr. had like 250. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all those guys are back. Uh, they've got all Pac 12 cornerback Travis Brofton, uh, he returns healthy. Uh, they've got Cole Bishop, uh, returning also, he should be great at safety. And then they got a transfer, a two time FCS All American Clayton Isabel, and he should be battling for that second safety spot. And uh, most as far as uh, camp buzz goes. 
Um, he has looked pretty good in camp and making the switch from FCS to FBS. Pretty good. Uh, I'm over on the Utes. Uh, you guys have kind of heard. I think the first game of the year is probably the biggest test. Uh, they go on the road to the Swamp. That's going to be a different kind of heat for them. Uh, I think the Swamp's going to be buzzing, especially with the new head coach. Um, but uh, I'm going to I'm gonna say that game's a toss-up just because Florida and Utah the last few years have not been on the same level. Um, but I think the SEC uh, is definitely a tougher conference, and um, I, I think Florida's going to be playing hard, and that's a really, really hard environment that early and that hot. Um, so I probably lean toward Florida, uh, but I'm going to give it a question mark. I've got nothing but wins all the way to the – all the way to the UCLA game. I'm going to say that's probably um, a toss-up because they get that game um, on the road, and I'm pretty high on UCLA. Um, I'm going to—I already gave them the 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 SC win. Uh, I'm giving them Wazoo. I'm giving them everything to the end. I think this team is ten and two um, with the losses either coming week one against Florida or against week or excuse me. Um, or against USC or UCLA, so I think they lose. And Oregon, I th- I think they're going to beat Oregon. They get they get they got to okay. go to Oregon. That's going to be a tough game, but I think it's either going to be it's going to be two of Florida, UCLA, SC, or Oregon at the okay. end of the year. But I really wouldn't be surprised if the team goes eleven and one. Yeah, no, I think they go over too. I think it was. I think this is probably a state. I think everybody will probably go over on this one. Eight and a half. I mean, yeah. Let me let me check that line just to make sure. Um, well, that's probably eight and a half. Yeah, I mean that they 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 tend to. They tend to um, not uh, not uh, not give Utah a lot of respect, but I think that program is is worthy of it. Um, okay. Next on the list, we're both going over. Next on the list is the UCLA Bruins. Over under win total is set at what do we got, Jake? Eight eight and seven and a half. I got eight and a half. Oh, it's eight and a half. It's eight and a half. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. So I same wrong. as Utah. Yep. Um, so UCLA is returning uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson for the tenth year. Um, he is feel like he has been there for a while. Um, they went eight and four last year, so they had a good record. I think that's the only reason uh, Mr. Chip, uh, Brian Kelly's brother, yeah. got um, kept his job and actually got an extension, I believe, um, if I remember correctly. Um, but DTR has steadily improved every year that he's been there, um, so it shouldn't be surprised surprising if he has a good year this year. And we've talked about it every for every team that we've done QB play. Returning QB play is massively important in college football. Um, behind DTR, they get Zach Charbonnet, who was the transfer from Michigan last year. Um, and he did incredible for UCLA. I believe he had like 1,300 yards and 13 touchdowns. Um, so the little combo of DTR and Charbonnet is extremely hard to stop because DTR is very athletic. Um, the UCLA weapons are somewhat lacking. Uh, they lost the majority of them. But, uh, the wide receiver room is going to be led by Duke transfer Jake Bobo, which I remember him from last year, I believe. Um, but, you know, it shouldn't matter uh, with the threat of Charbonnet and DTR. Um, they should be able to figure it out on offense. And the, o- the O-line should uh, should be good, pretty good. Uh, they return all three interior O-linemen, and they have pretty good depth at the tackle position. So so their offense shouldn't be a problem. Um, Bill McGovern 
is the uh, defense coordinator. Um, their secondary got absolutely torched last year. Um, but luckily enough, UCLA does have quite a bit of talent back there. Um, and that is led by senior safety, Stephen Blaylock. Um, so if McGovern can find, you know, some young standouts that, that shine and show up, um, their secondary should be better. Um, on paper, it should be better. Uh, their front seven has a lot of depth. Um, they don't have any necessarily star power, um, but they have a lot of guys that will contribute, and uh, that's that's usually pretty big when you have when you have a, a, a deep rotation, especially in the trenches on defense. Um, that's always a plus. My prediction for them this year uh, is probably going to be nine and three. This is one of the easier schedules that UCLA has actually had. Dude, they've uh, they've got to get they've got to get nine out of the schedule. Yeah. I mean, this is one of the easier schedules UCLA has had, especially non-conference. Um, they open their first three games are at home, and it's Bowling Green, Alabama State, and South Alabama. Golly. That should be that's embarrassing. That should be, and then yeah, Colorado. They got to play Colorado. They, yeah, and then they open up their conference play at Colorado, so that's four and zero. And then they get Washington at home. Uh, I think that's five and zero. They also get Utah at home. Um, I'm a big fan of Utah. Um, I think that's a toss-up game just because it's at home. Um, I would lean more Utah, um, but you just never know. Um, but I, I'm going to go, to be honest, uh, yeah, no, no, I'll go five five for sure wins, and then Utah stays a toss-up. Then they get a bye, and they got to go to Oregon. That's going to be tough. They do get the bye before the Oregon matchup. Um, that's going to be a toss-up, but, again, I probably lean Oregon there with it being on the road. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, five, and then they get Stanford, Arizona State, Arizona. So that's eight right there. So they're, let's say they lose Utah, Oregon. That's eight and two. And then they get USC at home, um, who, again, they get them at home. Um, so I think that's probably a toss up. And then they get Cal. And I think Cal's their ninth. So um, you got three toss ups with USC and Oregon. And to be honest, I'll say you, I don't think anything's a for sure loss with UCLA. I think UCLA has a chance to be really good with UTR coming back. I think he's a, very hard to plan against, and you have Charbonnet back there as well. I think that's a really hard one-two one-two punch to, to to scheme against. So, um, as long as the defense steps up and doesn't get embarrassed, um, they should they should get a nine and three out of the schedule, even if they lose Utah, Oregon, and USC. Yeah, no, I think I think you got to. I think if you're it, so it, over. Yeah, any anything less than eight wins here is probably fireable. Um, because of the way we talked about, they they could really honestly be five and zero, loss at Utah, uh, and then get their bye and and catching Oregon. You got to go on the road, which is kind of a hard place to play, but you get the bye there. You get to kind of you get to regroup, uh, and that bye splits Utah and Oregon, and then you're followed up by Stanford after that, and it's pretty simple. Um, from there, I do think they can get SC. Um. I think they can get SC at the end. I mean, that's gonna that's gonna be interesting. Um, them having to play SC worries me at the end because I think Lincoln Riley may have a few things figured out by then. That's why I hate that this year is the year that uh, Notre Dame goes to SC because they could they could really have it rolling by then. But I like teams that are physical against SC at least for the next year or two. Um, so I'm going over. It's got to be over. Yeah, I mean, even if they lose Utah, Oregon, and USC, their three toughest opponents. Yeah. 
the rest of their schedule is so easy. Yeah. It's like they have to win nine. The next best team would be Washington. They get them at home, right? Yeah. Stanford, they also get them at home. Um, and Arizona. And Arizona at home. They got to go to Arizona State, and by then they may not even be, like, playing football by then. They may have just all yeah, – the whole team could have quit. <laughs> it's like, no, nah, we're yeah. good. We're good. Uh, yeah. We're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go watch the Diamondbacks. Um, okay. <laughs> so speaking of Arizona State, their over under win total is set as a shocking six point five games. I mean, um, w- I mean, what do we think here? I I see losses: SC, Utah, Oklahoma State, Washington, so, UC- UCLA, Oregon State. I think this is like a five and seventeen. So you, I want you to try to guess. Which team Arizona State pulled their offensive coordinator from? Just it's a small team, okay? It, it's it's a smaller team. They pulled their offensive coordinator. Just throw a name out I there. I should I should know this. It's like something dumb like Bowling Green. UNLV. Okay. Oh. They wow. took UNL UNLV's UNLV's terrible. I know. That's what I thought. I think they are. They can't. Their offensive coordinator cannot be a mastermind. There's no way. Um, <laughs> They uh not they a power power five, five last year. So what's that? They fired they went eight and five last year, so listen to this. UNLV in did? the months they uh no 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 uh Arizona State, sorry. So Arizona State fired their defense coordinator, their offensive coordinator, and tight ends coach. Okay, you gotta have that wrong because UNLV, what do you think their points per game were last year? And their uh, OC got hired by a power five school. Arizona State's graduate uh sorry, hang on. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. After two seasons in the same role at UNLV, Glenn Thomas has taken over as offense coordinator and quarterbacks coach. No way, dude. Okay, <laughs> I will give you within five points. You will not guess the points per game of UNLV. Uh, sixteen. <laughs> okay, you're pretty close. Twenty point eight. That's horrible. <laughs> My goodness. The, I, I would say that's bottom fifteen points per it's game. It's gotta be. Um, so. They only scored I mean, 249 total points in 12 games. <laughs> That's so bad, dude. Listen to this. They, so, so they had alleged recruiting violations. Okay, They go 8-5 and five last year. In the months that followed, they lose their defensive coordinator. Defense coordinator gets fired. Offensive coordinator and tight ends coach gets fired. Their wide receiver coach and secondary coach were fired. And they lost 17 players to the portal. Oh, my gosh. And their and offensive coordinator – mastermind 312 <laughs> yards a game last year at, at UNLV. But don't worry. They're going to continue to deploy a multiple offense. Yeah. But it's going to have more of a pro-style feel with more <laughs> huddling and drop-back play action. Mul- multiple ways that they can suck. They can, they su- they can they suck can. running. They can suck throwing. But you know who their quarterback is this year, don't you? Oh, yeah, dude. My boy, Emory Jones. Emory Jones, baby. The guy who cannot throw. So that is good. That's a good idea to take Emory Jones and put him in a huddle-based offense. That's really smart. You know what I would do that's, with Emory Jones? Run the triple option. No, 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 no. That's smart. Let's take the guy who is known for his his running ability and that can't pass. Let's make him a drop let's back. Put him, yep. Let's put him in a play-action pro-style, like Peyton Manning, Tom Brady-style offense. But, but can, we, can we really question it? Because it worked for 20 points a game at UNLV last That is true. They lost both starting running backs as well. There's top tight end and three starting offensive linemen. 
I, I'm, I'm assuming Dude, you're they going are under. Going to be so bad. Yeah, I'm going under. I don't. Hang on. Arizona's beating them. Last game of the year. I do. I, do, I don't think Arizona. Arizona. I don't think. I don't think they're gonna be good. But I don't think they're gonna be. I think. So who? Does, okay. First off, who does Arizona State open with? Who is that? I've never seen Northern that. Northern Arizona. Oh my. Okay, that's a win. Um, Oklahoma State's a loss. Eastern. Is that? That's Eastern Michigan. That's Eastern Michigan. That's a win. Wow, they're two and one. Um, they lose to Utah. Lose to USC. Two and three. Lose to Washington. That's two and four. They have a bye week. I don't know if they beat Stanford. Stanford could, so that's going to be a Stanford's gotten a good enough quarterback to to hang with. That is true. Twenty. You know what? That game the over under may be a big Big Ten over under in that game. I don't think they they can't beat Oregon State. I don't think they beat Wazoo at Wazoo. They don't beat UCLA at home. I mean, I see one, two, three. I mean, four, maybe four, maybe. Um, Nate's kick yeah, six pick exactly. of the week for week six. Stanford, Arizona State, under thirty. Okay. <laughs> go okay. ahead. Let's go ahead and mark that in the doc. Uh, I'm going to go with my kick six pick of the week in week five is USC minus twenty eight at Arizona State or at home <laughs> against Arizona State. That's my kick six pick of the week. All Actually, right. or Utah. I'll take either. I'll take back-to-back Arizona State. They probably but won't yeah, score gonna, against Utah. When I saw that they hired UNLV's offensive coordinator, I, I audibly laughed when I was reading it. <laughs> like, that's got to be one of the work. Maybe it works out. But the fact that they're trying to employ a huddle-based play-action offense with Emory Jones, a quarterback, makes no sense. I, I'm going to do some research on this guy because there's got to be something we're missing in this OC. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. Anyways, I, is it safe to say we're both going under six and a half on Arizona State? Yeah, I think it's okay. Yeah. We're, well, let's let's roll along here. Uh, yeah, yeah. As much as the listeners want to hear about it, we will do a Arizona State pod uh, at some point. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Uh, Colorado Buffs over under set at three and a half games. They lost a lot to the transfer portal as well. Uh, under, um, I think that <laughs> <laughs> under uh, same um, three and a half. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't see more than three. And so they opened with TCU. Then they got Air Force. Air Force is good. I know. At Air Force, at Minnesota, UCLA at home, at Arizona, by they, week. They could, they could be 5-0 and oh, or 0-5. I know. And, yeah, I know. and then at Oregon State. Then they get Arizona State at home. That's a win. And then Oregon <laughs> at home. And then at USC, at Washington. Wow, their last four games are brutal. Oregon at home, at USC, at Washington, then Utah at home. They're like, oh, yeah, we get to come home for the last week. And it's like, who are we playing? Uh, it's like, uh, Utah. It's like, oh, maybe we should go back on the road. Can we play Arizona State again? <laughs> you, think we could, you think we could get uh, two games apiece against Arizona and Arizona State? <laughs> yeah, I think I think maybe maybe they beat like a, a TCU or like an Air Force and then so they so, get Arizona State at home. I generally think they win that game. So but. I want to know who made this schedule. Like, okay, uh, non-con for Colorado. Let's go ahead and let's let's pick TCU. Granted, they're getting a new coach, but uh, you know what? Let's get them at home. Um, and they're better than us anyway. So let's go ahead and take that Big Twelve team. <laughs> and then Air Force, who is the best rushing attack in the nation, uh, runs a triple option. Let's do that. And you know what? If that does, if that's not good enough, let's go on the road to Minnesota. <laughs> And then when we get done with that, we'll play UCLA. They may, they're, they're, the game that's, like, winnable is Arizona. It's on the road, 
and they're going to be like completely beat up between playing <laughs> Air Force, like, Minnesota, and UCLA three weeks in like, a row. They thought like, hey, if our team thought dead within the first four weeks, let's schedule the hardest last four games that we possibly can just yeah. to make sure we finish them so, off. So the bye week, they're going to get like, instead of having like a 100-man roster in that bye week, they're going to get like 30 <laughs> or 40 guys healthy. So yeah, they'll, have, they'll have 40 to play against Cal and, and Oregon State and ASU. And then the Oregon game, they're going to be down to like 21 players. <laughs> Their QB is going to be playing safety. Exactly. Yeah, we're going to need you to double up this week. Uh, <laughs> we're going to need you to double up. I could not name one player on Colorado's team. Uh, no, I used to be able to, uh, but not anymore. Yeah, the the one receiver they had that was really good. Rondell Moore, I think. Rondell Moore. Was he, no, that's was for that Purdue. That's Purdue. No, that's Purdue. Oh, yeah. uh, uh Bell, I think was his David, last name. David Bell. David, I thought he was Purdue. Bell, that was Purdue too. Maybe Rondell Moore was. I don't know. Anyways, they're going no, under. No, they were both Purdue. You're right. Yeah, they're going under, dog. Guys. Going under. Okay. Oh, was it Lavishka Chenault? The yes, that's it. That's who it was. Yes. Okay. Here we go. Last game. Arizona Wildcats. Game. Jeb Fish. The fighting Jeb Fishes. I like Jeb Fish. I like what he's doing on the recruiting trail. Uh, could not. Yeah, but they did nothing for their schedule either, dude. It's so. What are these bad teams doing? No. Okay. So San Diego State, right? Beat at San beat, Diego. Beat State. Utah last year. There's. I know. Okay. Then, then they get they get Mississippi Mike State. Leach. Mike Leach, who is like, <laughs> hey, you know what? Let's throw in an air raid with the best to ever do the air raid, right? And they have and a. Re- that's from the SEC. So you got F- <laughs> SEC defense and SEC <laughs> defensive line, and then SEC athletes. Running the the, and then oh. they schedule the Alabama of the FCS and North Dakota State. There's no win in that game. There's no way. <laughs> There's... And then they uh, and then it calms down a, a bit. Yeah, I mean, they... but after their bye, brutal man. I mean, it's pretty brutal from Oregon to the end. <laughs> yeah, from then... Oregon until they get to like Wazoo. Well, in Arizona State, I mean, that's not. I mean, that yeah, Wazoo and Arizona State, but. I think Oregon, Washington, SC, Utah, and UCLA, three in a row, uh, five five in a row, row that they have zero chance of winning. I would say that they could start out 0-3. I think they could, too. I think 0-4. I I think the only way they get to this over is if they beat North Dakota State, they beat Cal, and they beat Colorado. They could cash it in early. You know what? Here's what I'm doing. Jake, I'm going over. I'm going I, I over, and I think Arizona is going to cash it in early, and then they're they, going to get they're going to quit after the bye. They're not going to be. I think they're going to be. I think Arizona State's going to be the worst team. I think Arizona's got three or four wins. I think they're going to surprise. I think they're going to win a couple games. They probably you know a game or two that they probably shouldn't. We're and all, by shouldn't, I mean like yeah 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 like at Cal. <laughs> we're all we're all chalky on on the the Pac-12 South here. Yeah, this one it's the more fun. Yeah. Um, it's the more fun conference, but it's also, I think, I mean, it's just like ASU is so bad in that they're at six and, Cal and a half. And Colorado. And Cal, or, yeah, you, you ASU, Colorado, and Zona are just so bad, man. It's just so, so bad. Well, and, the, the, and the scheduling, the scheduling they killed themselves with scheduling. Yeah, I don't know what ASU or not. Colorado, so Colorado and Colorado Arizona State shot themselves in the foot with the scheduling. Yeah, uh, whoever whoever scheduled for them needs to be fired. As I don't know who does it. And Stanford, Stanford's schedule is is awful too. 
Um, they got they got freaking oh God, eleven Power Five games <laughs> and, and a bye in week three. Dude, the bye in week three is so funny. That is so funny. Dude, they go Colgate, USC, bye. And then they have to play one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They have to play ten games in a row. Yeah. All against Power Five opponents. And, dude, they have to play ten games in a row and one, two, three, four, five, six of them are on the road. Yeah, and, and Notre Dame, Utah, and UCLA, and BYU, and Oregon are, are, are so on that bad, list. man. Yeah, it's great. It's the, so bad. I'm telling you right now, I like watching Pac-12 football because, like you said, it is so bad, and it's it's just crazy, man. And, you know, when everything else is calmed down and you're sitting there at midnight, you know, central yeah. time, 1 a.m. on the East Coast, <laughs> and you're you're watching Arizona – Ball out against Wazoo right here, you know, or or Arizona against you know Colorado, a game that nobody really wins, right? It's so worth it. But uh, and there's like and there's like three fans, and they're all and they're all wearing like ponchos, (laughs) (laughs) and they're in the middle of the field. It hasn't hasn't rained in like three months, but they're ready. They're ready for it. Oh my god! I can't tell you how many times I've watched one of those games, and there's like four dudes sitting there in ponchos, and that's, it's like that's uh, that's Washington or Washington State fans. It's always yeah. raining. <laughs> it's like six to three, and there's like two minutes left in the fourth, and they're still throwing the ball like water <laughs> shooting off the sides of it. I can't understand why he's he's not accurate today. Quarterback, oh like, can't, like, clearly can't even hold on to it. Washington State's, like, trying to figure out if they have a running back on the roster. They're calling Mike Leach. Like, he's there. Mike Leach is on the big screen calling plays. Yeah, he should be done with his game. Let's call, let's call him up. <laughs> Send him a text. All right. Oh, well, man. the Pac-12 should be awesome, at least for the next uh, two years until uh, UCLA and USC leave. Um, but uh, that's going to do it for our Pac-12 preview show. Uh, if you guys have made it to a hundred or one hour nine minutes of this shenanigans, if you honestly, if you made it to Cal in the first half of the episode, <laughs> we we thank you. Um, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. Stay tuned and make sure you subscribe, rate, review all those things that Caleb tells you to do. Caleb will be back with us uh, next week. We've got a lot on the dock. We got some uh, Big Twelve previews. We got some Arkansas Razorback previews. Uh, we got some OU previews. We're gonna do a little Notre Dame preview action. We got team drafts. Uh, we got a ton of shows coming out between now and the season, and then you can uh, make sure you're ready to hear from us every Sunday and Thursday during the season. Um, but uh, until then, Jake, any final words? Uh, no, sir. All right. No, well, sir. thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.